This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart and Nick Fitzy Stevens. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, your first oh yeah of the 2023 season. The first since January 1st of this new year, the second to last game of the 2022 season when they defeated the Miami Dolphins, led by Skylar Thompson. And dare I say a Skylar Thompson-esque effort yesterday from the New York Jetropolitan's quarterback, Zach Wilson, who did everything he could to make sure that the New England Patriots left the Meadowlands yesterday with a win. And yet still, for some reason, your New England Patriots refused to accept his generosity, the gifts that he offered them time and again, all the way down to the end where the Patriots gave the ball back to the Jets several times. And Zach Wilson's Hail Mary fell, but what would you say, like, three inches short of landing in the hands of Randall Cobb for what would have been a stunning defeat at Jet Life, Andy? Yeah, this is not as good a win as it would have been a kick in the nuts, end your season, <laughs> oh my God, defeat. But uh, I said it on our Six Rings post game show on Sunday night in WEEI in Boston, and I'll continue to say it. If I say it's a must-win game, or as I termed it on Friday, a you-can't-lose game, they didn't lose the game. They did nope. not find a way to lose. They may have tried. They may have dabbled. They may have danced around it a little bit, but they didn't turn the ball over. They didn't lose the game. They went, and you're right. You basically, you beat a backup quarterback. You mm-hmm. beat the Jets. Those are things you've proven you can do over the last two years. It's other goals that still need to be checked off moving forward. But the reality is, in a league where in Chicago – They're talking about blow it up, trade Justin Fields, we suck. Or in Denver, you're like, oh, crap, a year after blowing the deal to get a great quarterback, we blew the deal to get a great coach, and we blow as a football team. We got blowed the F out 70 to 20. You could be those stories. You could be those teams. You could be those miseries. You're not those miseries. You got to win. I think you can take a half a breath, figure out where you're going on your way to Dallas and other challenges that are on the horizon. Oh, by the way. Dallas gets upset by Arizona. It's the NFL. If we call it a must-win game and they win, I think we have to pat them on the back and say, good job, now get better. Yeah. By the way, uh, not exactly the snazziest locker room the Patriots were doing the oh yeah from. Was that just like a a high school poured concrete locker room? Well, that stadium is the biggest waste of two point whatever billion dollars that they The air conditioner? Yeah, it's awful. Effing awful. But... Oh, don't forget the turf. The turf sucks too, and they replace. Yeah, it. The I, dude, locker rooms stink. The exterior that looks like an old Bose radio stinks. Terrible. The turf that kills people's knees stinks. The fan bases stink. All the of it quarterback stinks. 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 Both of their quarterbacks stink. <laughs> uh, they, you know, sometimes we get the world we deserve. Look, hey, just because I can't pour the same sort of enthusiasm into it right now 
doesn't mean that I'm not happy that they won because while sure, as we discussed with Christian Fourier when he called into the postgame show last night, it may have made for a more robust dialogue this week or zestier content if the Patriots were 0-3, but nobody wanted to deal with the 0-3 Patriots and people standing outside Gillette Stadium with pitchforks and oily torches yelling, Belichick must go. It's time to the dynasty is over. The, his reign has ended. Uh, there were people preparing for that yesterday as well. They they certainly should uh, the have won. over, FYI. Oh, I, oh, the dynasty is very much. But like his reign, like the king. He's still sitting in the throne. However, the dynasty yeah. is over. The, the kingdom has just, shrunk oh, and we're running out of food and there's a lot going on. It, in the oh, yeah, people are miserable. There's a plague. Like no one wants to go and tell him, uh, sir, Lord Belichick, uh, the, the, your dynasty is over, sir. Last, last you put. Uh, but yes, it was a gotta have it game. The Patriots left with it. So they, they got it, which is good. Yeah. And as we discussed in the postgame show, they're not all pretty. They sometimes you have to just slog through it and get it done. And things may have broken the right way for them going forward, because now you face a Dallas team that looked damn near immortal the first two weeks and was extremely mortal in the desert against a team that is desperately trying to tank for the top draft pick to take another quarterback like Caleb Williams. So now Dallas doesn't look as great. And then you get to come home and play the Saints. Derek Carr is injured. He could be out a few weeks. Famous Jameis's Saints come to town. They seem highly more beatable at that point. And then you go play the Raiders who looked like last night against the Steelers as well. And next thing you know, we could have us a little winning streak and we could be talking about the three and two or four and two new England Patriots. Well, fire up the duck boats, Andy, let's ride. Okay. Now I'm going to have to rein you in a little bit after offering optimism in my first commentary. I need to rein you in a little bit because I think every week is week to week. Mm -hmm. And I know that's life in the NFL and the whole thing, one game at a time. Uh, I think they could just as easily lose all those games you just described oh, sure. as oh, they sure. could win them. Um, and yes, there's some th like the Dallas one this week is is debatable. Like, is Dallas going to be out to prove something? Like you you said it, they looked immortal their first couple of weeks. Are they looking to mm -hmm. embarrass somebody again and you the uh, sacrificial opponent? But I will say the man we have on the screen, Matthew Judon, um, that defense is legit. When you add mm -hmm. Christian Gonzalez in the back end, which, as you might say, thank God you, or as Bill Belichick would say, thank God we have him, as he once mm -hmm. said of Connor McDermott. I feel like it's a little more appropriate to where say is, that. Yeah, by the way, it. where is he right now? <laughs> I think thank God we have him does seem a little more apropos of the shining rookie Yes, Christian but Gonzalez you add him does. to the way he's playing, uh, and then with the front and everything that's going on there, the defense was dominant, save for one drive against Zach Wilson. They did allow that 13-play scoring drive, which made the game really interesting in the end. Had a little help from the officials and the old Cobb flop in the end zone to earn a flag and a short touchdown run. But that defense, 1.7 yards per carry, only two first downs allowed and 14 third-down conversion mm -hmm. attempts. I, I like what I've seen week in and week out from them. Now it's on the offense, and we've known this all along. How good's the offense going to be? What can they do? Is the O-line settling in? Blah, blah, blah. Zeke Elliott gave you a little boost in the running game. I mean, if you want to nitpick or, or pick out some positives, I think there are some there. No turnovers by Mac. No turnovers by the offense. Zeke Elliott gives you a little boost in the run game. Mm -hmm. Now the passing game, thank God we have Farrell Brown, who, yes, if you're a national listener, you may not be familiar with the name Farrell Brown, the Patriots' third blocking tight end who had a 58-yard touchdown to win the game for them essentially yesterday. But the offense is going to be a work in progress. 
I don't think Bill O'Brien needs to be fired, as was suggested by one of our postgame callers. Uh, I think Bill O'Brien is adding to the offense. He will be criticized as they continue to find their way because that's life as an offensive play caller and coordinator. Mm -hmm. But this is going to be if you if you were ever one of those people that were like, huh, you know, it's kind of boring when we won every time and we're up at halftime and our record was 722 and one when we led at halftime. If you were ever one of those people that found that narrative boring with Tom Brady, Bill Belichick and the dynasty. Well, boy, have I got a season for you. It's called 2023 and you're going to live and die by every quarter, every turnover, every touchdown, every week, every opponent. You're going to be proclaiming schedules winnable, proclaiming seasons over the highs, the lows. Strap in, grab your bums and enjoy the season because this is going to be one. I think this is going to be every minute you are going to have to, I don't know if you'll find it entertaining, you and your elk, Fitzgerald, as I like to say, um, large animals in the woods. I, my, or my or my ilk. No, nah, I don't like ilks. Ilks sound funny. Your elk, as I like to say, um, hold on to your bum bums because this is going to be a ride this season. Yeah, it's like Mac Jones can execute to a certain degree. Bill O'Brien can scheme things open like the the play called the Pharaoh Brown when Quinn and Williams happened to go out for a play and they took Love damn it. good advantage of that. Yeah, they're smart enough to do that. So it's great to see the observational intelligence and execution is there and can be there when needed. But I think what you're going to end up running into, and I, I'd be curious if they would actually admit it if you get injected O'Brien, Grow, and Belichick with truth serum, is that they just don't have the elite level talent to be able to take their intelligence and ability to execute and elevate it to the next level, which means, yeah, it's going to be a rumble seat for the next uh, 15 weeks with one buy in there. There's no given W, but they could also win way more games than we anticipate because maybe somebody else makes more mistakes that given Sunday. Maybe Farrell Brown finds a way to sneak open for a 58 yard score once every couple of weeks. People forget about him kind of like the way we forgot he was still on the team by the time he caught the ball and rumble down the sidelines for a score. That's how it's going. I'm I'm resigned to it. I have accepted it. I have steered into it. I am giving it a big bear squeeze right now. Like, I understand that is the reality we live in. It still would be awesome if someone could emerge as the playmaker or the guy. You want it to be Ramondre Stevenson. You've been critical of him for toe tapping and you know line hopping and not exactly living up to the billing of like potential top 10 running back in the league thus far nope uh at least the offensive line uh didn't play as uh, crappy ish yesterday i mean is that these are these the are these the where we are (laughs) this is where we are right so the offensive line who are they well they weren't as crappy great but i mean suck Exactly. That we have to embrace it. Like Trent Brown was kind of doing Trent Brown things yesterday. That's what it should be. Instead of like, how do we feel about that first win? Pretty good. The Yankees suck and we don't suck. We don't suck. We're not great, but we don't suck. I mean, what a world. It's going to be. But that's the modern. Yeah. NFL, like you said, did you know the the Raiders? The Raiders have an elite running back and an elite wide receiver. They were able to put up what? 13 points Sunday night against the Steelers. Yeah, well, that's when a- your quarterback plays pick three, and that's not his lottery choice of the day. That is three interceptions by Jimmy Garoppolo. What was Garoppolo doing? Yeah, and when I know. 
coach decides to kick a field goal with the game on the line when you're down eight points and somebody should update him and tell him field goals are not worth eight points in the National <laughs> Football League. Um, and that's I think if Patriots fans take a step back and I, this was a, this is an exercise, an assignment. If you're listening to Breaking Boston on this Monday morning, here's a little assignment. If you're really down on the Patriots, go dig into the teams that lost this weekend and what those fan bases are dealing with. First and foremost, the closest one, the Jets. Mm-hmm. They're dealing with Zach Wilson and life of Zach Wilson, the number two overall pick. Okay. Mm-hmm. How about we go to Jacksonville? Trevor Lawrence is a godsend generation. Oh, wait, he's not a generational talent anymore. He's taken a step back. Or uh, Denver, as I said, where you have mm-hmm. a Super Bowl winning quarterback, a Super Bowl winning coach, and you have your offensive lineman crying in the locker room because they're sick of losing like Garrett Bowles is, basically in tears after getting embarrassed on a football field. As I said, Chicago, where your coaches are getting raided by the FBI. Um, <laughs> your offense is so archaic that everybody makes fun of it. It's almost Matt Patricia-esque. And your quarterback is literally a broken man who would like to be anywhere else on the planet that p- than playing quarterback for the Bears. Oh, mm-hmm. he got his head dinged. Oh, people think they he didn't take him out on time. I like, mean, it was just. I mean, you can go down the list of mm-hmm. things the Patriots are better off than on this Monday morning. I'm not saying for good because you could be one of those teams next Monday morning. But for this Monday morning, there is positivity in Patriot Nation. There is hope. As you said, even looking at opponents, maybe they're a little bit more winnable games. So we have to we have to sort of settle in and accept. I don't want resignation, but just an honest perspective on where the Patriots are, where some other teams are. Now, the flip side is true also. If you want to be pissy pants and be sad, you can certainly say, I remember when we were like the Dolphins and scored a lot of points and won a lot of games and sat atop the division. You're not them. And the or Bills scored more than one touchdown a freaking game. Yeah, that would be nice. Uh, Dolphins yeah, score one touchdown on possession, one touchdown every time they touch the ball. Yeah, the Bills, yeah. you know, if you want to compare yourself and try to keep up with the Joneses, yeah, Josh Allen looks like he's bouncing back and he's not the, oh, their window is closed guy that everybody wanted to say we were seeing to open the season. So, yes. You you fail to measure up to some teams. That's fine. But you're in a better place than a lot of teams. And I would say that about your coaching. I would say that about your quarterback. I would say that about you've played three tight games. It is actually true that you could be 3-0. and Now, you mm-hmm. could easily be 0-3 as well. And that's life in the Fitzgerald middle meh of the NFL. The middle meh. Yes. You're not great. You're not bad. You're in the middle meh. We are the middle, middle meh. Man. We're the that's middle exa- meh. We should do that. M-E-H-N. We're the middle meh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a good one right there. The middle meh. That's exactly who the Patriots are. In the, great, podcast. in the great morass of the middle meh of the modern NFL where parody reigns supreme and mistake-laden football leads you to be the champion of your survivor pool in your picks league one week. You're an absolute trash fire in your fantasy leagues the next week. That's just the way it is. I still wish the Patriots would make a make a move for one elite level player for Mac Jones to throw to who could actually get open on his own every given play. I would invest and find someone that some other team wants to get rid of. Who knows? Uh, oh, and this morning, Bill Bell, uh, fresh Belichick, just moments ago, Fire. Bill Belichick was just on uh, with the Greg Hill Show. Our Mike Cadillac writes, Bill Belichick tells the Greg Hill Show that he's been happy with Juju Smith-Schuster's fit with the Patriots quote, Juju's been great. 
Bill Belichick. Liar. This just in. Bill Belichick watching a different game than the rest of us. He is lying his ass off. On he is lying. Sports talk. Radio. Uh, also, his, on on the Patriots' offensive performance versus the Jets. Well, I mean, we moved the ball. We just need more points. Good point, Bill. I, I would say a great point. <laughs> I mean, really, I no no wonder why people say he's a genius and he's operating on underpaid. With the, with lines you know, like that, really, he needs another five. We should. Mil. We shouldn't. Spend, don't spend the money on like an elite wide receiver one uh, or you know nope. a game changing tight end. Give it nope. to Bill. Yeah, can't, I mean, you can't buy analysis like that anywhere. Uh, hey, let's, listen, we're also not Brockton football, so. Oh, wow. Oh. We're not Dartmouth football either, though. But how's Dartmouth football? 3-0, and scoring about 35 points a game wow. and hitting bomb touchdown after bomb touchdown. Wow. Yeah, Brockton needs Brockton's gonna need a little Brockton's gonna need a little. I'm not sure what sign you just did right there. Look, well, for everyone watching on YouTube, I'll let you guys figure out. Everybody else, yeah. How do we feel? Uh yeah. I mean, they won. Oh, okay, man. it's a start. Yeah, exactly. It's all meh. But the chance is there. The the path, if you will, uh, popular whoa, whoa, phrase in these parts the last path? couple of years. Week three. No, to just getting back into like to get to being in the thick of it. All you could ask for, all one could really want, all one could hope for is to be in the conversation for the postseason and see the team making progress, positive steps in the right direction so that you actually have a football team that you'll want to watch, that you'll be interested in, that may, God forbid, provide some entertainment value going forward. And come post Thanksgiving, you could say, hmm, I wonder if the Pats are going to make the playoffs. It could be on the table. We'll see. I know, Andy, one week at a time. Folks, yes. we are, we're all one day at a time, and we will take this one week at a time. We promise. We'll be back tomorrow with our look at the entirety of the NFL Week 3 and what a what an interesting league it is. There's two Monday Night Football games tonight. I'll be on with Rich Keith from 6 to 7.30. Six Rings and Football Things podcast back at you tomorrow with more Pat's review, action, analysis, and so much more. This has been Breaking Boston for Monday, September 25th, 2023. Thanks for listening. Rate, review, subscribe, and share. Oh, man. Pats are finally on the board. Hey, it wasn't a winless September, so we got that going for us, which is nice.